Fatih Karagümrük. Yeah, how do you say fat? Fatih Karagümrük. Fatih Kara. Karagümrük. It's hard. Yeah. Fatih Karagümrük. I know it's hard. That's why we are doing this session. <laughs> fat. Fatih. Fatih or Fat? Fatih is this uh, city of the area. Yeah. Fatih Karagümrük. Karagümrük. Yeah. Karagümrük. Fatih Karagümrük. But we'll come to Fatih Karagümrük soon. when we actually planned to record i was so excited about it and so freaked out that i came to the space to record apparently not apparently i actually forgot the entire equipment so we didn't have microphones we didn't have the headphones i just brought myself and not the equipment and nobody knows uh, what was the reason should is being here uh, he, he just forgot everything uh, he smiles at uh, around 10 o'clock and hello and nothing <laughs> what, what we are gonna do now i realized that when i was like three minutes away from the works from your workspace so oh god it was disaster but yeah for those of you tuning in as you must have already seen in the description today's topic is going to be turkish football something that i am very excited to do because this comes from considering the geographical location of it being between europe and asia it has this rich balling culture that it gets from the west but also its values from the east in the form of asia so yeah without any further more introduction let's just jump in and see what hasan has for her uh, has for us and yeah hasan i'm not going to give you any topics to talk about let's just you can just dive in and perfect spontaneously yeah we can talk about many things first of all thank you for inviting me for this episode and also um i hope we can um make it clear and also enjoyable for the listeners let's go for it i'm so excited about it and also for your questions and for more information about uh, anything that we want to talk so let's start with the keywords if we talk about turkish football okay um let's have a brainstorming and just use five different keywords passion is the first one maybe the second one um to be or not to be just a word but um i mean when we summarize turkish football or the roots the identities for turkish football we have to use these two words i guess so yeah and what about the other why, why do you say to be or not to be yeah i mean it's generally for the tournaments that turkish national team that created for um for turkish fans i mean it's just a how to say it i'm not sure but um for turkish national team uh, team when they are competing in the series tournaments the expectations are really high and generally much much patient burns itself you know so that's yeah. uh, i think the summary of turkish national football and so it, the identity the structure of the turkish teams are the same 
um, just of course Turkish football is um, had a revolutionary after 2000s, but there are so many uh, so many to do things. Uh, yeah. Of course, we are gonna talk about it. Uh huh. But because you said to be or not to be, I just see that you guys just go on a roller coaster ride. The beginning of the century, I think 2003 World Cup, you guys did well in the Confederation Cup. Then, of course, the 2008 Euros, which is which was your greatest performance in some way because that is the highest you have uh, qualified into the further knockout stages. And uh, yeah, what else happened in the 2000? Then they missed the two tournaments, two World Cup, and as a hobby, you know. Yeah, uh, you guys are giving other nations a chance, yeah. Yes, they lost the chance to, um, you know, join the the last two series tournaments. So you didn't uh, in 2004, you didn't qualify. In 2008, directly semi-finals. In 2012, didn't qualify again. Uh, this is the European Championships, and in 2016 in France. The European Championships couldn't. Yeah, you guys were in the group stage. Yeah. Itself. So again, didn't qualify. But now, 2020, we have qualified. You guys are going to play Italy, Wales, and Wales and Switzerland. Switzerland. So oh, it is still it's a doable group, but also you can consider it as a group of death in the level that all these all these countries are on the same level: Wales, Switzerland, Turkey. Yes, finally, uh, rather than the Italy, yeah, we can we can um, easily say that it's a balanced group, and with the new generation of Turkey, with the players like Çalhanoğlu in there, and Soyuncu, Kabak, and Turkey has a new generation now, and um, people are really uh, hopeful about the next tournament, and also uh, me either. I just want to ask you what has been so, like we mentioned, with the European Championships and then also with the World Cup. <laughs> you guys didn't qualify for the World Cup between '62 and '98, and in 2000, boom, directly third place. Yeah. Then yes. 2006, 2010, 14, 18 did not qualify, and now uh, the group stages are out for the qualification of the World Cup. Hopefully, you guys qualify. Having said that, with your performance in the European Championships and in the World Cup, where There's no World Cup. I see. There's, I just see one like one third place was uh, a finish. What has been your greatest memory, your greatest moment as a supporter or as a citizen of Turkey? Yes, I think I, as you mentioned, 2002 was a great victory for Turkish national team to participate in World Cup after 15 years. 50 years, maybe much more than. Then, um, with the effect of Galatasaray uh, winning the UEFA Cup and also uh, Super Cup, this squad was um, how to say it, veteran, veteran. Yeah. Um, was this your Was this your golden generation? Yes, we can we can say yeah. yeah. But the 2002 was your golden generation or the 2008? Uh, I think both because um, half of the squad is the same. Yeah. Yes, but I just imagine that the players who just um, played 2002 was uh, just have made an age and became a brother, big brother of the team. Yeah. And like players Hamid Altantop, and mm-hmm. you know, you remember Hamid? Yeah, he played for Bayern Munich. Yes, Bayern Munich, Madrid. And yeah. He is now working in the Turkish Football Federation as yeah. an ambassador, and also um, he is the one of the biggest football players and who just grow and raised up in Germany. Yeah. And uh, now he is working in the 
World Federation for um, winning the young generation of um, how to say the third, fourth generation, fifth generation of Turkish Turkish population who is living in the uh, Europe also. Yeah. Who apart from him consists or comprises of your golden generation one, and also is he your biggest and your best? export from Turkey. You mean Hamid Altatop? Yeah, into into European football. Yeah, Altatop, I think um, Altatop is one of the um, biggest and um, how to say it, I think it's a, a role model for the uh, young generations also and uh, he's a typical guy uh, whose family um, just just um, in the 17th or 18th who comes to Germany and for working reasons and also Yes, Altintop I mean, is my one of my favorite players also. Uh, one of my favorite management, board of board of management also. And um, this generation 2002, it was really, really say, talented and great players uh, that was existing in that time. And after 2008, we already talk about it uh, after European Championship. Nothing happened for the next 12 years. Yes, it looks like, yeah, in 10 years missing, yeah, just imagine that. <laughs> just another void, like you guys went to sleep. Silence. Or you guys went to some other planet. <laughs> yes, yes, I think it's the summary of the Turkish football for the last 20 years. All or nothing, yeah. Yes, all or nothing, yeah, in the World Cup and the 2008. And if you if you watch the games in 2008, yeah. if you have, if you have an... Uh, any kind of cardio cardiologic problems yeah. definitely you will die because uh, <laughs> the meds are really I mean uh, just imagine that um, in the last minute of the um, extra time you can see the goal after after five minutes uh, I, I mean just you have three minutes and you score and you got penalties and you won the match this was this is uh, which 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 team which nation against Croatia okay. against Croatia then yeah. Turkey uh, promoted to semi-final against Germany we lost 3-2 I remember yeah 3-2 not bad uh, let's let's get back to this I, I really want to know this I want to do a, a small phase a small snippet a small part of this podcast just based on Turkish pronunciations so let's start with firstly the the football clubs how do you say them right let's let, let's start start from the top like uh, let's hit it like I know to say only like three Galatasaray Pranabache Perfect. Besiktas. Perfect pronunciation. Istanbul. Besiktas. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about the other clubs? So these are the um, four of the six champions for the Turkish Super League since yeah. the beginning of the century. How do you how do you say Trabzonspor? Trabzonspor. Yeah. Trabzonspor. Okay. Let's just let's just do this. Okay. I try to pronounce it, and if you correct me, if I'm if I'm pronouncing it wrong, anyway, so Al Anispo, Al Antalispo, yeah, Antalispo, okay, then Ankara Gucu. Ankara Gucu is a capital team, and their colors are yellow and blue and yellow. And Antalya is also one of the biggest cities in Turkey, yeah. and is a route, is a direction for most of the European teams for camping in the middle of the. January because yeah. the weather is perfect, like a uh, you know Canary Island, Mallorca. Just mm-hmm. imagine that um, ten months it's much more than twenty degrees. Oh, so perfect. it's perfect weather for all three. Yeah, perfect. 
Yeah, next Besiktas. That's that's as good as it gets from my side. Then Kaikur Rizapur. Kaikur Rizapur. Kaikur Rizapur. Yeah, it's in north part of the Turkey and so close to Trabzon. Mm-hmm. Then Just an hour with my uh, my car. Okay, from Istanbul. Um, it's so much. Eighteen hours. Then Deniz Lipspor. Deniz Lipspor. Yeah, Deniz Lipspor. Okay, what's the meaning of poor? A sport. Sport means a sport, as you know. Ah, it's sport. just like a, you know. Okay, so then it's sport, yeah? Yes. Okay, then Fenerbahce, okay, Galatasaray, okay. Then Gaziantep. Gaziantep is famous for uh, its food. Okay, yeah. and not the football club. And not the football club, but um, this city is famous for its delicious foods and also uh, culinary capital of the Turkey. Okay. Uh, What do you mean by culinary? Do you want to taste good things? You have to go to Gaziantep um, for any kind of meat, or it's one of one of the culinary uh, capitals of the world. Yeah, if you search it, um, you can find so many information. Okay. Then, oh my God, I'm gonna struggle with this. Jin Sli Berligi. Gençler Birliği. What? Gençler Birliği. Genç Library is a retro team, it's a capital team, but um, just imagine that uh, they have they have just a little amount of uh, supporters, mm-hmm. but the club the club is managed by uh, one man called Ilhan Javjav and now How do you say his name? Ilhan Javjav. Ilhan Javjav. Um, now his son is um, managing the club, but Gençlerbirliği was really famous in the 19s and 2000s also. Uh, you remember Jeremy, who was playing at Real Madrid? They signed it from Gençlerbirliği. They were um, just purchasing the players in generally originated from uh, Africa, yeah. South Africa, and they are promoting the players and also they gain uh, really really much 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 amount of profit from the players yeah. and their philosophy was really uh, different in the 19th and it was a role model for any kind of business now um, they are having bad days they yeah. uh, relegated but now just trying to turn the uh, you know the good days for them okay the next one is from the province of Izmir God, Gostepe. Gostepe. Yes. Izmir. Um, this is a nice topic. I will tell you something special about Izmir. And uh, you know the derbies, Istanbul derbies. Yeah. No need to explain. But there is an Izmir derby, and nobody knows about it. Maybe. But it's so who's the who's the, who's the other team in Izmir? Um, Karsiaka. Sorry. Karsiaka. 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 Okay. Izmir is the third biggest city in Turkey and there is two teams competing there and also um, this what makes special this derby. Uh, I will tell you the biggest non-top flight attendance ever in a second division match. What it means? 18,000 people watch the game as a derby game but they are not playing in the first league. Just imagine that in the second league. Okay. So this is um, also you know, uh, the Guinness Book of World Records recognized this milestone as a world record and this is uh, really makes, making special this derby. And um, maybe 
we can call it similar to Beşiktaş and Fenerbahçe derby because there is a Bosporus in the middle of the city. Yeah. So in the Izmir, the, the sea just divides into two parts of the city. And okay. one side is Göztepe, the other side is Karşıyaka. <laughs> and they are playing, I mean, um, really passionate match uh, since, since the beginning of the Turkish Republic. The, you know, in the 1981, as I said to you, um, just the Guinness Book of Records, you know, they recognize it as a uh, world record for, for second division second division attendance. I mean, yeah, just imagine the two teams playing in the second league and 18,000 people watching it yeah. as a um, number of attendance. Wow, that is really astonishing to hear. And then we come to this pronunciation, Istanbul, Besakşehir. Besakşehir is um, now, I think they are um, champions for the first time in 2019-20. Yes, uh, they played the first time in the European competition and um, we can talk about Besakşehir actually. They are also a very new team, they were just formed. Uh, when were they formed? Besakşehir actually, they are a municipality team. Yeah. So it's um, Istanbul municipality team um, since 98, but six or seven years ago, they are invested by six or seven businessmen and they made the club, they shaped the club, they changed everything inside the club and now they are operating as a big team. Um, of course, uh, there are so many speculations about their relativeness about with the uh, government. government. But um, now in the world, European football, Başakşehir, everybody is now uh, much more knowledge about Başakşehir when we compared to five years ago. Yeah, uh, they are going. They are doing a good business. I mean, I, in management, in terms of management and finance and How? catching the trend, trend things. How, how are they doing it? Like, what has been the game changer for them? What, what has been the game changer for Besiktas to like come out of nowhere and then topple these three clubs? I mean, getting kicking one club from their perch is yeah, you can do it. But like three three teams from the top, it's like something unheard of. So what has been this influence or this factor that has helped them to like reach on the summit of Turkish football? Yes. I think it's a project. Yeah, just just uh, I can summarize it. Başakşehir is a nice project that everybody wants to involve in. Yeah. And because the government is involved. With. Um, no, I'm not just talking about the political sides, but you know we are we were talking about Red Bull and yeah. Leipzig and also Salzburg effect of the Red Bull. Uh, no, not everybody is uh, admirer of Red Bull or Leipzig or Hoffenheim is a good example also. But um, this is the same scenario in Turkish football. Nobody loves Başakşehir, but they are, you have to respect them because they are um, doing a good business in yeah. terms of management. So that's why they won the championship. Uh, actually, it's not because of luck. And also because of the COVID season last season, last year, um, I think they, they managed to make it their uh, benefit without fans. It was really uh, easy for them, you know, because they don't have, uh, they don't any, have fans? any passionate fans like Fenerbahçe, Galatasaray or Besiktas. Okay. But at the end, um, they used this COVID situation. Moving on to the next pronunciation is another club from Istanbul, Kasim Pasa. Another team, another behind them, there is a big company, big. Did I say it right firstly? 
Kasim Paşa. Kasim Paşa. Kasım Paşa. It's Beyoğlu team. It's the center of the Istanbul, mm-hmm. and it's a historic team. Okay. Also. Yeah. How many clubs does Istanbul have? Um, with the newcomers, Karagümrük, Fatih Karagümrük, and now it should be six. Six. Yeah. Beşiktaş, Galatasaray, Fenerbahçe, Başakşehir, Kasım Paşa, Fatih Karagümrük. Yeah. How do you say Fat? Fatih Karagümrük. Fatih Kara. It's hard. Fatih yeah. Karagümrük. I know it's hard. That's why we are doing this session. <laughs> Fat, Fat, Fatih or Fat? Fatih is this uh, city of the area. Yeah. Fatih Karagümrük. Karagümrük. Yeah. Karagümrük. Fatih Karagümrük. But we'll come to Fatih Karagümrük soon. Right now we want to talk about Kashim Pasa. Kasim Pasha, yeah, uh, we can talk about Kasim Pasha. Kasim Pasha is um, being managed by the professionals also, and um, behind them there is a big group, one of the biggest um, holdings of the Turkey. Um, it's Anadolu Group. You know, may- maybe you're familiar with the Anadolu Group with the beer Anadolu FS. Have you ever drink it, or maybe oh, I'm in Berlin there are <laughs> so many types of you know. Um, beers to choose from, so I've not come across yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kasapasha is also being managed by uh, the state hands, and also they're they're one of the one of the teams in Istanbul. Okay, then a club from Keseri. It's called Kayserispor. 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 Yeah. Right. Kayserispor. Okay, I'm getting a hang of it. Kayserispor. What can you tell us about Kaiserspor? Kaiserspor is uh, on a, a middle middle of the uh, Anatolian side team, and yeah, they are they are um, regular team. I cannot say anything special about Kaiserspor. Nobody cares about them. Yeah, like they are neither they neither rivals to anybody. No, they are no. neither fighting for championship nor in the relegation zone. No, not much. So they are like just mid table always. Yes, yes, and they just. And even this year, they want to. They don't want to be relegated, so they are fighting a serious way. Okay. Then the next one we have is called from the province of Konya, Konya Spor. Konya. I am nothing special about that. Either. <laughs> um, I I hope and none of the Konya Spor fans are listening to this one. They will not like your opinion. Yeah, but uh, we are. I am. We are not. Just mentioning about uh, anything negative, you know. Just um, everybody knows that they are regular teams. Also, mm-hmm. mm, what makes the champions special in Turkey? Maybe we can talk about Trabzonspor. Is one of the yeah, we we are coming to that. <laughs> Relax, son. We are there almost. So the next pronunciation I want to get to is Sivas. Sivaspor. Yes. What can you tell us about Sivasspor? Uh, Sivasspor this season they played in the Europa League. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can talk about it. They were in the same group with Villarreal, Karama, and what was the other team? The Israel team. Tel Aviv should be Birsheva uh, either. Okay. Did they qualify to the next round? No, they couldn't qualify. Um, but this was the first or second time. Um, they just they just played in the European leagues. Yeah. And. Um, because of the COVID, the clubs are really having hard times. I mean, at least a week they have been testing, and the players, yeah. everybody is just uh, cautious about not being positive. Mm-hmm. And with these circumstances, it's not easy to travel in the both European League and also in the domestic league, you know. Sure. So, Sivas um, Sport, uh, I think they are successful uh, if we think about the, all the negative facts yeah. this season, 
um, they already collected how many points in the group? Six points in the after six matches. But um, their trainer is uh, really experienced and uh, know how how to uh, manage the team. Reza Chalambayev is an ex Beşiktaş coach also in the 2005. Now um, Sivas is yes, yeah, we can talk about their journey, but they are eliminated. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's see how they are going to survive this season. Yeah, and then finally, uh, not finally, but like the club you wanted to talk about, some which is not in Istanbul but also has the fourth most number of titles. Go for it, Hasan. Which one? You tell me the one which which has four most titles in Turkish football. Yeah, Trabzonspor. Yeah, Trabzonspor. Yes, Trabzonspor is the fourth biggest club in Turkey, and they are the first team. Who just uh, won the league uh, from the side of Anatolia, not an Istanbul team, and they are really proud of um, being being a Trabzon. Yeah. Um, uh, have to say Trabzonspor fan, and um, Trabzonspor also also won the six times the, the yes. Super League before. But their last title was in '84. Wow, they they missed it to win last year. Yeah, yes. that that was so close. Thirty-six. Years, but um, sport is doing well. I mean, I mean, compared to the last seasons, they are they are they are really in safe hands. But um, how to say? I'm not sure. Um, they they couldn't manage to uh, break the champion to first hunger of the champions to reach the championship. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it takes time because. Um, the competition is really high and also it's really difficult in Turkish Super League because this season um, there are two more teams in the league because of the COVID-19. Now the league is being played with 21 teams. It's like a championship league. Yeah, This is the first time we have ever been facing that kind of uh, crowded situation. Uh, yeah. And the teams are playing 40 times at the end of the season. <laughs> Um, Crazy. Is it French two uh, league or championship? I know it's forty-six or forty-three. Forty-six. Forty-six. Could is be yeah. actually uh, it's the so much. It's so much, and uh, the depth of squad is not how to say it is not enough for surviving for finishing the season. Oh, okay. Then we come to this club from Malatya, Yeni Malatya Spor. Mm, nothing special about them. Also, did I get the pronunciation right? Right, yeah, Malatya Okay, and then <laughs> this another club from Istanbul called Fatty Karagemruk. 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 Yes. Another Istanbul team. And yeah. the first season after many years, they transferred so many veteran players also this season, like yeah. Emiliano Viviano for the um, football romantics for um, Italian goalkeeper, maybe. Karagümrük is being managed by an ex-manager, ex-management of Port of Kayseri Sport, and they are they are also it's a new trended uh, topic, I guess. This is people are really eager to find or uh, buy a club and invest it. Then they are just playing with the teams like yeah, like we are playing in the uh, championship manager. So this could be a really exciting journey, but um, if you are involved in that kind of organization, maybe you see that uh, what you are lacking, you can not see maybe. <laughs> um, 
Yes, so Karagumrik is one of one of the uh, project teams. And then we come to Erzurum. Yeah. BB Erzurum Sport. Anything about them? Nothing? No. And then just Hate Hate Sport. Yeah. It's the they were promoted to the first division this this season? This season, yeah. They promoted to after after a long maybe this first time maybe they're playing in the yeah yeah. In their history, this is the first time they are playing in the Super League and also nothing special with that. That's it from this week's episode. If you like the show, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Do tune in next week for our next episode. You can follow us on Instagram on Sports.Tales. And yeah, until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and so long.